Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Jesus Famous Podcast. Hey, if you've been around the church for long enough, you've probably heard of God the Father. You've heard of Christ the Son. But maybe when you hear about the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, you're thinking to yourself, who is this person? Is it a person? What, what does he even do um, for me in my Christian life? And if you're thinking about that today, well, then we're really glad that you're listening to this episode. We believe that the Holy Spirit is alive and active, and that one of his primary roles is to help us, to assist us in our lives. And so today, Pastor Nate's going to be talking to us as he refers to some scripture about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives and how he helps us day to day through our Christian lives. How the Holy Spirit can help you with your life. This is so good. I just feel like so many of us try to rely on ourselves, myself included, for so much of our lives. And what a good reminder to just remember that the Holy Spirit can truly help us with our lives. And in this article, Nate, you uh, you lay out some really cool things that the Holy Spirit can do in our lives as Christians. So I thought we could just kind of go through a few of these um, and kind of touch on them. The first thing being that you talk about the Holy Spirit being our advocate, which is a really cool concept. Can you kind of talk about that? What does that mean for the Holy Spirit to actually be an advocate um, for a Christian? Yeah, so the Holy Spirit being on our on our side, yeah. What I was doing with the article is I was thinking about all the different ways that the different translators put down this passage from John chapter 14, you know, so the, the, I think in the ESV, it's the helper. Yeah. You know, that the, the, the Jesus said, and the father will give to you another helper, but some translations say advocate, comforter, encourager, or counselor. And so I just kind of wanted to think about each one of those because there's like a facet of that in the word helper. Every one of those words is found inside that word helper. So advocate, like, isn't it just so beautiful when someone's on your team, you know, like they're on your side, they're rooting for you, they're pulling for you, Mm. Um, you know, the difference between asking someone to help you out who's just resistant, hesitant, (laughs) you need them, but you just know you're not my advocate, you know, it's just tough, like I don't even really want to ask. But when someone is your advocate, you're asking, there's freedom. It seems like, um, wow, you actually want my success, you know? And so to think of the Holy Spirit like that, you know, that as he looks at your life or my life, he sees the beautiful thing that he's trying to produce in us, he sees yeah. that destination of Christ likeness, as we've been talking about on some of these recent episodes, and that he is not um, against us. I, some people think of the Lord like that, you know, that he's, you know, the Holy Spirit, he, he's everywhere, right. you know, so he sees everything, you know, like he's just waiting for failures when actually he is rooting for us. He's desiring for our uh, 
cheering for our success in life. So he he's he's on our side. But not only that, I mean, advocate has more than just the mood of like being in support of to to advocate for somebody means that you are taking their side uh, in in uh, in an effective kind of way. So, you know, a mom can sit in the bleachers and cheer for her kids out on the field playing a sport. But that's not being an advocate. An advocate would be the coach who's coming alongside of that child and saying, hey, here's what you do with your elbow. Here's where you put your feet. Here's how you uh, swing the bat. You know, Here's how you make that stride. Here's how right. you throw correctly. But I'm for you in this. You know, I want you to get this. Or an advocate also has the idea of going to the authority on behalf of someone else. Yeah. So the spirit colluding with the father and with the son who also are predisposed to help us and saying, hey, how can uh, I you know, open a door or create an opportunity or give strength to you know, Riley? Uh, how can I be an advocate for him? You know, mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of ways that word works. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that that the Holy Spirit sees ahead of us what can be and is for us in that. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. You then talk about how um, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, even when life is difficult. I love the way you just said it. You said, you are always put face to face with life difficulties. It's just so true, but that the Holy Spirit is in those moments. Can you kind of talk about that? Like, how does the Holy Spirit actually comfort us? Yeah, I mean, he, he, well, how does he do it? He does it with the word Mm -hmm. of God, you know, so he'll take scripture and apply it directly into your situation uh, and bring that kind of comfort into your life. Uh, He will comfort you through, uh, as you open up your heart to the Lord and pray and and ask him in a time of trouble to help you, the spirit will bring comfort. Uh, comforting thoughts or corrective words into your mind mm. and will you know steer your thoughts in the right direction or bring words of comfort into your heart you know so that you are able to endure you know that difficulty that's in front of you uh, the spirit will uh, help you remember and recall like what life is really about when you are going through a time of difficulty uh, the Spirit will comfort you through other human instruments that He is leading to reach out into your life, to talk to you about the Lord, to you know be there for you in a time of difficulty and trouble. Uh, the Spirit will uh, comfort you when you fail, you know, and you are not successful, you know, and you don't make it in what you were attempting to do or to be. The Holy Spirit will want to remind you that you're still loved by the Lord, that the blood of Christ is still upon you, that he still sees you as valuable and beautiful in his sight. And even when others, you know, don't have a high esteem of you, he does. He values you, you know, and so he'll comfort you by reminding you in a sense of the gospel of the cross of Christ. Um, So. I, I think this is probably one of his larger ministries because we are often a discouraged people. Right. And so he's 
often called upon to bring comfort into yeah. our lives. Hmm. It's beautiful. And you also talk about the Holy Spirit being our counselor. And um, I know for a lot of us, we're always kind of curious, like, how are we, how are we actually to hear from the Holy Spirit? How are we actually to receive counsel? Like, is it an audible voice? Is it through God's word? Is it through prayer? Um, can you talk to us about that a bit? Like when we call on the Holy Spirit for counsel, just how, how do how do we receive that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said in, in this little very brief article, sit and listen to a sermon, but with your heart open and ready for the Spirit's advice. Then sit and watch a sunset. Hear the mm. Spirit counsel your soul. So, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, uh, you know, watching a sunset is tantamount to listening to a sermon, that they're uh, the same, you know, one and the same. Right. I'm definitely not a, you know, my church is at the beach by myself, you know, kind of person. But that is part of the Christian life, yeah. you know, that you are feeding on, feasting on scripture in all the various ways that that can occur, that that can take place. And then that you're giving time for the spirit to actually apply that hmm. to your life, apply that to your heart. That's why I said it that way. Listen to the sermon, but then go watch the sunset. Think about what the Lord is trying to say to you let him give you his perspectives listen to like god said to elijah that still small voice yeah you know speaking and and declaring you know kind of that counterintuitive non-fleshy kind of word the thing that's filled with sacrifice or uh, pain or obedience or hardship a lot of times that's the holy spirit trying to give you counsel Mm. uh, in your life Uh, Give him a chance, you know, talk to him about the problems of life, the concerns of life, the things you're worried about and see what he might do and say. It might not be an immediate, you know, response or or anything like that. But if we're in tune, you know, and just as we're reading through the Bible or as we're talking with other Christians, I think we can go beyond just, I feel like this is what I need to do, but we can enter into, it seems good as if it is good to the spirit if I would enter in this direction. So Mm. ask him for his counsel. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Well, let's just kind of wrap this up real quick. Um, As I was reading this article, I couldn't help but think of somebody who has just been walking in their own strength lately. You know, they're maybe they're hearing the call from God to honor him with their bodies, to be generous with their money to be hospitable with their lives maybe they're just kind of receiving kind of some of the call from the lord and maybe they've, maybe they've been trying to act on it rather um, than on the holy spirit but just on their own strength but whatever the instance is um, life can be hard life can be tiring so nate can you speak to that person for a minute that person who's maybe feeling overwhelmed or tired um, how can the holy spirit help them how can they just receive that help from the spirit what an amazing time in the church's life when the spirit came praise god can you imagine (laughs) can you imagine yeah i mean this is like we're we're just talking about the holy spirit like yeah you know the holy spirit he's gonna help us yeah but that there was a time that the Spirit of God would strive with man, but not live 
in man. I mean, that, that, that was a time. Yeah. And then for them to have Jesus say to them, I'm leaving, but the spirit is coming. And that was supposed to be exciting. Yeah. That wasn't like a downgrade. Hmm. I'm leaving, but the spirit is coming until I come again. I mean, just wild. And then, so they believed that and he left and then they just prayed, they waited. And then to have the spirit fall upon the individual believers in the church, people, I believe that the spirit was already living inside of, Mm -hmm. he comes upon them and they get all these spiritual gifts and God begins to work. People begin to get saved. And all of a sudden, life becomes exciting. Mm. There's like a reason to live. There's a purpose, you know, beyond just my own little nuclear family or whatever. There's a reason to live. There's a mission here on earth. And then the Spirit just empowering them. Man, just empowering them for all these different things that they did. And, you know, I get it. I know that the book of Acts is a record of some pretty monumental events. We we don't get a lot of the the mundane, right. you know, portions of the church's life. It's a 30-year record and you have, you know, some pretty cool things that happen. But, you know, over a 30-year stretch of time. So I know it's not all just signs and wonders and mm-hmm. and everything, but just how beautiful it would have been for them to begin to sense, wow, we we weren't like this before. Mm-hmm. And and the Holy Spirit is helping us do all this stuff. He is helping us. I think that's an important thing for us to remember when thinking about what Jesus said because that's who he was talking to. He was talking to his disciples, you know, men who would go out and preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe that the Holy Spirit will only and exclusively encourage and counsel and help and comfort uh, and advocate for us when we're specifically on the quest or in the quest, engaged in the quest of making disciples of all nations. I think that he wants to help us through, you know, everyday life, but it should not be lost on us that he was talking to a group of people who had said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what I want to see happen. That's my chief ambition. That's what I want more than anything. The spirit came to help them in some pretty powerful ways. So if you're, if you're a person, you know, listening to this, who, you know, the kingdom, um, God stuff, like that just hasn't really ever been much of a concern for you. Then I think maybe on one hand, I would, one part of my exhortation is, Hey, it's so great to experience the strength, the power, the ability, the help, the aid of the Holy spirit. Mm. And he really does want to help you serve Christ in this life. So 
perhaps it's time for you to stretch yourself out a little bit and get involved yeah. in his work here on earth. But maybe another side of that exhortation is maybe you are involved in his work here on earth. Maybe you're working for a church. Maybe you're serving in the the bowels of the children's mm-hmm. ministry or something mm-hmm. or you know maybe you're you're you've been for decades, you know, pastoring in a church or or involved in, you know, leadership. You're an elder, a deacon, you know, whatever. Maybe you're leading a small group, you know. Whatever you might be doing, maybe you're leading worship, you know. The the thing is that there are so many things that we do in the context of serving Christ, you know, making disciples, evangelizing, you know, doing a good job in our workplace, all of that. And I think that all in every one of those things, there's the temptation to lean on our own strength and ability. And I guess just perhaps I want to just remind everyone, the Holy Spirit, he wants to help you. He wants to help you with that mission that's in front of you. He wants to strengthen you for that. So give him a a chance. I think especially in my heart right now, I'm thinking about people who are, um, I think, I believe that every Christian is called to the ministry, but I'm thinking about people who are particularly, you know, devoting their lives in a full-time way to, to church work. And there's nothing better about you. That's not more the ministry than other people. It's just a world that I understand and know a lot. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so easy to lean upon your own strength. But that, that is a, that is a broken cistern that can hold no water. Mm-hmm. You're going to dry out and become so discouraged in ministry. You have got to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Rem- be reminded that he wants to help you do the task that's in front of you. If you'd like any more content from Pastor Nate, you can always find more resources at nateholdridge.com or calvary.com. And if you'd like to stay in touch just with what Pastor Nate is speaking about and writing about on a regular basis, you can go to nateholdridge.com and sign up for his newsletter there. Also, be on the lookout for Pastor Nate's new book called Let Us Hear. It's coming out soon and you can pre-order it today online. Thanks again for joining us today in this conversation, and until next time, God bless you.